Hello, and welcome to Diving into Diabetes, the podcast where we explore the latest advances and best practices on individualized diabetes care. I'm your host, Herzl Gerstein, professor of medicine and diabetes specialist at McMaster University and diabetes researcher. And with me on the program is Kaberi Desgupta, who's a physician, scientist, and professor of medicine at McGill University and McGill University Health Center, whose research is also focused on diabetes prevention and reversal and self-management. So today we're going to be discussing diabetes remission. We know diabetes is a serious, um, common disease, but we've always thought, and we've always been told, and we've told our patients for years, that once you have diabetes, you have it forever, and we can manage it, but we're not going to make it go away. Is that different now? Is something happened that's new? Well, that's that's a great question, and I have to say first, what an honor to speak with a, a very, very key person in diabetes, uh, Herzl Gerstein. As you know, and as you were part of the international consensus panel that developed the definition for diabetes remission, there is such a thing. And there, there are probably always has been such a thing because diabetes, like any other condition, is defined by crossing a threshold. And we can step backwards in some cases, especially early in the disease. It doesn't mean that it won't go, it won't come back. Remission, that term is used very deliberately. But it does mean that for people early in the course of the disease, they can stick, take a step back into prediabetes or maybe even into normal glycemic levels, normal blood sugar levels with uh, the right intervention. Well, that's great. So should we be starting to think of diabetes the way we think about cancer, uh, put it into remission and, and, and then try to maintain a remission? Is, is that the way that the paradigm is moving, do you think? I think that's a really a fair paradigm, and it might be a, a bit of a frightening paradigm for some people to draw a parallel to cancer, but the concept is quite similar, I think, because, you know, in a lot of these strategies to have a remission, we we have a period of intense treatment, whatever it is, and that's kind of like the induction treatments they talk about in cancer. But after that, we have to to sort of stay stay in that disease free state, if you will, and that requires some maintenance. So I think that paradigm is is a good one, and not everyone will be able to go into that remission, and that's also to be borne in mind. Yeah, I totally agree with you. In fact, I, I actually don't think using cancer is a scary thing. It's interesting, and people often don't realize that the prognosis of type 2 diabetes, for instance, is worse in terms of the risk of mortality than the prognosis of many cancers today. And uh, we really should be thinking of it in the same sort of seriousness in a way. So the idea of putting people in remission is just really appealing and clearly a good one. So what is the, the, the definition of remission? How do we know if we have our patient that they're in remission? So we usually look at that magic number, the hemoglobin A1C, which is one of the ways we look at blood sugar control. And the that, that number reflects the percentage of red blood cells that have a sugar attached to them, just bystanders. And we measure that in diabetes care every three months, six months, but it reflects what's happened in the prior three months. So if you have an A1C under the threshold for diabetes, under 6.5%, and you have not been on blood sugar-lowering medications for the three months period, then you are in remission. Now, is three months enough to say, 
oh, wow, success, and, and that's the end of the story. No. Obviously, the longer we're in remission, the happier the rest of our body is, the happier our blood vessels are. So the goal is as long a term of remission as we can get, but a minimum is that three months without medications and with a normal A1C. Well, that's that's actually great, and it's great that there are now definitions of remission, both from the Canadian Diabetes or Diabetes Canada, as well as uh, the American Diabetes Association and European Diabetes Association, that are very concordant with each other. They're actually um, saying similar definitions and and diagnosis. It's interesting that um, uh, uh, people don't often appreciate that some people go into spontaneous diabetes remission on their own without any induction therapy in the order of um, uh, maybe 10 to 20% over a, um, a, a, a five to 10 year period of time. But most of our patients don't unless there is some therapy. So let me ask you, what's the secret sauce? How do, how do we achieve remission? I mean, the patient's in front of you, doc, I want you to make this go away. What can you tell the patient? Yeah, I think the first thing we have to tell them is that it's not we who are going to make it go away. It's they who are going to make it go away. And we're, we're, we're there to support. So there's different ways. Uh, we do have now our Diabetes Canada remission guidelines that highlight two of the, the approaches that have evidence behind them. One has been around for quite a while, which is bariatric surgery. And, you know, in, in, in a large proportion, up to 50% at five years, um, in, in remission can be achieved. The shorter period of time you have diabetes, type 2 diabetes, the more likely. But the one that really kind of put remission in, in everybody's kind of uh, uh, on our, in our sites is the approach of a low energy diet for a period of time during that induction period with meal replacement products. And that was the work of uh, investigators in, in the UK at Newcastle, the direct trial, with which many of the people listening may have heard of, and results which were replicated in Qatar in the Diadem trial. So these interventions involve an 800 to 900 calorie diet, which is pretty low, for three to five months, uh, really designed to bring that weight down. Uh, the goal in direct was to get it down on average by 15 kilos in an average 100 kilogram person. And it was with products that induce some um, satiety. So we feel you feel full after them because they have quite a bit of protein. You have to drink a lot of water to not get constipated. And this, the first trial certainly showed that at one year um, after this three to five month intervention and ongoing monitoring and relapse treatment, so people could go back on the meal replacement products if they regained a bit of weight, that 45, 46% achieved a remission in the intervention arm compared to very few in the control under 4%. So, so that's... That's really interesting, and uh, so we have diet, you know, significant, you know, major caloric reduction using a liquid calorie diet that 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 uh, can go on for three to six months, and that that can induce remission, as you said, in a lot of people. Surgery, who knew that you know, um, a surgery um, could be a, an effective therapy for remission? But as you said, you know, forty, fifty percent of people with diabetes can go into remission with some of the so-called bariatric or metabolic surgery interventions, a lot of patients are, would have a hard time losing the, the 15 kilograms, which is about 30, 35 pounds with, with dietary therapy or, or would maybe not want to go the surgery. So are there 
any other approaches that 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 can help somebody achieve a remission? Are there other uh, drug approaches, or do we not know yet? Or what do we think about those? So I will I will make a little plug for exercise because that is uh, a passion of yes, mine. Of course. Uh, and in the in the direct trial, you know, they they gave people pedometers and they asked them yeah. to to be active, but that wasn't a huge component of the trial. In the diadem trial, they gave them much more exercise counseling, and they actually got, although they had a bit of a younger population with diabetes, not less than six years, but under three years, they actually got to sixty percent at one year of remission. We're actually uh, conducting a trial called Reset for Remission where we're combining that low energy diet with supervised exercise. So not simply counseling, but getting people to come in three times a week, two times under supervision for both um, muscle training, resistance training, and um, a treadmill running or walking. Uh, and the idea there is when you lose a lot of weight, you know, we'd love to just lose fat. We'd all love to just lose fat. But when we lose weight, we often lose muscle too. And that's not great metabolically, not great for fitness. So the idea is to allow people to lose weight, but maintain lean mass and also have the direct benefits of exercise. And there are many cardiac benefits. And what I'll say is, you know, we're, it's in a CIHR study in partnership with the UK and Leicester. We've recruited about 40 people out of a, a hundred to date. And we are seeing very good remission rates. I shouldn't say this so quickly, but we certainly are in the order of 75%. People are not necessarily losing, you know, more than 7 to 10 kilos, but they're gaining lean mass. And I think that's one of the, the approaches. As you know, and as you've, you've led, there are other approaches. And one of the induction approaches has been to use intensive insulin therapy early on in the diagnosis in an effort to kind of save those insulin supporting uh, producing cells, the beta cells, and combining that with lifestyle change. Yeah. We reviewed that evidence. It's interesting. There hasn't been sort of enough of a sort of a longer term study to really have us put out a guideline related to that yet. But that's another sort of strategy that's being examined. And then there are other types of diets that are being looked at. So there's this, this is the low energy meal replacement based one, which is actually not just liquids. It's, it's also bars and oatmeal products, but they're very sort of constructed products. But people have been looking at uh, keto type diets, intermittent fasting. So many, many different ways to, to skin a cat, if you will. And I think just like we have lots of drugs, hopefully we'll have lots of approaches to remission. So it sounds like so far the menu of remission therapies includes bariatric surgery in selected patients, a very low-calorie diet um, in other selected patients with significant weight loss, the combinations of diet and physical activity uh, as a third one, and then stuff that's more in development. We're talking about uh, intensive pharmacotherapy with perhaps short-term use of insulin and other diabetes uh, drugs to, to reduce beta cell work, and perhaps new drugs or biologics down the line, which may also change the, the underlying process that's going on in the in the pancreas. So that's a really exciting menu, and it sounds like some, and, and you, we know that some have already been established as good therapies, as you mentioned. So let's say you have a patient, you've been successful at going into remission, and now your patient says to you, okay, Dr. Desgupta, I'm in remission. I don't want to get this disease again. How do I stay in remission? 
Are there drug therapies that you can give me? What about diabetes prevention therapies? What about other things? So what would you talk about remission maintenance in somebody to prevent relapse? So I think I would say, number one, a a lot of the motivation, certainly for people who are going the route of that low energy diet, is to not have to be on glucose-lowering medications, at least for a while again. So so that, you know, I wouldn't, I, I suspect in many of those people, that is a driving force. So given that, you know, now you've come out of remission, well, now you really need to think in terms of maintaining that remission or, you know, preventing diabetes. Preventing. Yeah, it's good. So you've gone from a, yeah. from a disease to a, a, a risk for disease. As a risk for, that's exactly yeah. right. And so they have to be able to maintain as much as they can that, that weight loss they've achieved, maintain their healthy diet, uh, maintain their exercise habits, which hopefully have improved. We all know that's difficult. But it's possible, certainly in the people who've uh, come as far as getting to remission, I think it's possible. And I think another challenge we have to kind of uh, confront is that when we when we prescribe medications to our, our patients, you know, we we see them again, we adjust doses, we re-prescribe, we don't say farewell, you know, very well with you. Huh. So there needs to be, I think, a similar paradigm. And I think we're quite behind in Canada. You know, in this partnership in our in our reset study with the UK, they have a whole national network of diabetes prevention centers and services, and it's funded nationally by the National Health Service. And now they're introducing diabetes uh, remission based on the direct trust. So, so we need to do that in Canada too. We right? need to do that in across, Canada across the country. Across the country, so, we, you know, yeah. Here's, an, here's another quick question. I know that we're running out of time, but how do we avoid the message? We know that diabetes is a common disease, one in five over 65. We know that people do not cause their own diabetes, that it happens because of a combination of the genetics and the environment in which we live. Um, and we know that one of the treatments and the way to cause remission might be change in diet and change in physical activity. How do we in- avoid reinforcing the stigma that people have where people are blamed for causing their diabetes at the same time that we're telling them, okay, you need to be physically active and and be careful with your diet now that you have this disease. What type of messaging are you giving to your patients to to mitigate the stigma while encouraging the continuity? Because they've already declared their risk for the disease for the genetic and environmental reasons. How do you you mitigate the stigma and uh, have people feel good about themselves as they're preventing recurrence of their disease? I think that's an excellent point, and it's a tough one. I What I often say to people is, we live in an environment that wants to give us type 2 diabetes, and we're all fighting against it. And some of us have a bigger fight than others. And I, and I draw the exa- I, I draw an example to myself. I happen to be South Asian in background, and uh, you know I sort of joke I'm waiting to get type 2 diabetes, and I have to fight that every day. And so... I also remind them that, you know, they may have a friend or a relative who has exactly the same habits that they do and doesn't have type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. You know, I think it's just to reinforce that and say, indeed, it's you can do these things that will help. You will need to get your friends and family and supports around you to continue. It is not your fault, but we can help you try to get there. And I think concurrently with that, we do have to advocate for healthier environments and, and you know, to really kind of uh, 
think societally about the messaging around food. So, you know, you get a disease, you're in a context, but sometimes that fight becomes yours. And this is one of the strategies. Great. Well, I think that's a really good way to end this discussion. And I think that's a really important message that regardless of why the disease occurs, there are ways to deal with it, ways to put it into remission that are emerging and are continuing to, to be researched, but there are clearly ways to prevent it and treatment, treat it and now remit it. And there's a lot more research to come by people like you and me and others. So that's really an exciting time to be in. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this latest installment of the Diving into Diabetes podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of diabetes remission. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and stay tuned for new releases. Music